0: Welcome to a special podcast from Finnegan, where we're discussing the fallout of the Apple v. FinTIV decision. We are joined by Finnegan partners, Jeff Totten and Tim McAnulty. Tim, can you explain the Apple v. FinTIV decision and how it's been applied to PTAB proceedings that parallel litigation?
1: Uh, The FinTIV decision Uh, came out in early 2020 and was designated by the office as presidential in May 2020. And it provides a list of six factors that PTAB panels will consider to determine whether or not to exercise their discretion to deny petitions that have ongoing parallel litigation, whether that litigation is uh, before district court or as... It came out when Fintiv was first issued the ITC. A discretionary denial means the PTAB does not institute an IPR or PGR, irrespective of the petitioner's likelihood of success on the merits. Now, Fintiv does have a factor that takes into account um, the merits of the overall petition, but generally, the way the AIA is set out and has been interpreted by the courts institution by the PTAB is always discretionary. And so there's several different uh, categories of discretionary denials, um, including prior arguments before the office, uh, multiple petitions against the same patent. Fintiv was dealing with discretionary denials uh, when there were or are parallel litigation.
0: And Jeff, no one Fintiv factor is dispositive but have some factors faced more criticism than others?
2: Yes. The Fintiv case lists six non-exclusive factors, but factors one and two have been the lightning rod for most criticism of the decision and how it has been subsequently applied by some PTAB panels. These factors look at whether the trial court will issue a stay and when the trial court will issue its decision, when it will reach trial and issue a decision. Taken together, these two factors have led to decisions where petitions were denied because there was not a stay and the trial court would reach a decision before the PTAB would based on the trials court schedule. Fast dockets, especially the ITC, almost would always always reach decision before the PTAB would. The criticisms stem from the view that these factors would almost always weigh against a petitioner if that party was a defendant at the ITC or a district court with a fast docket and quick scheduling orders. Taken against the backdrop of the PTAB's schedule and the fact that the petitioner may file a petition up to 12 months after being served with a district court complaint uh, there is about thirty months there potentially from the time the complaint is filed until a petitioner might um, see a decision from the PTAB. So that that thirty-month time frame is being compared in many cases with the time to trial in fast docket district courts, as well as the ITC. And in cases that looked at at those discrepancies, the made that comparison. The FAST District Court, or certainly ITC, would almost always be first to decision.
0: Tim, what, are, what challenges has Fintiv faced? Uh,
2: there's two main challenges that
1: have come um, after Fintiv was designated as, as presidential and led to, um, at least initially, a number of denials. Apple challenged the office's authority to designate Fintiv as a precedential decision in the Northern District of California. Uh, The court did find that Apple had standing to bring the suit, which was a challenge that came early. The court held the issues were not justicable and otherwise dismissed it upon motion from the office. The court focused on the Supreme Court's holdings in Cuozo and Thrive and found that there was no distinction between the rationale and Thrive, uh, which dealt with uh, and held that there no review of a PTAB determination of whether or not a petitioner is time-barred and Fintive, uh, because both dealt with issues that were very closely related to the decision to institute. And again, in this backdrop is a general recognition that the AIA and the statutory scheme uh, that the PTABs authority to institute is always discretionary, regardless of the merits. It is a permissive, it has been repeatedly acknowledged by the courts as a permissive language that the PTAB may institute. Um, and Because of that permissive language and the explicit prohibition or uh, restriction on review of those institutional decisions, that the Northern District of California ended up dismissing the case. Another challenge, Mylan um, appealed a PTAB decision uh, denying institution and separately sought mandamus relief at the federal circuit. The court dismissed the appeal um, because it found and held like it has in a series of other cases that it lacked jurisdiction, again, following Supreme Court guidance in Cuozo and other cases. It did note, however, that while it the Federal Circuit has a general statutory grant of jurisdiction over appeals from the the Patent Office, it was precluded by the specific statutory provision in the AIA that prohibits appeal of PTAB institution decisions. While the Court held it had jurisdiction to consider Milan's mandamus relief, it noted that the high standard for mandamus is very hard to show when the PTAB is permitted but never compelled to institute, again following on the acknowledgement that the AI is structured in a way that allows the PTAB to institute, but never requires or compels uh, the PTAB to institute a petition.
0: And so how has PTAB use of Fintiv denials changed over time?
2: Initially, just after offensive was designated as presidential in 2020, PTAB panels denied institution uh, based on the Fintive factors in about 40% of cases that raised Fintive arguments. So there was pretty much excitement uh, among patent owners and among board members about the Fintive decision and its application early on. Two years later, however, we see that the denial rate has decreased to just about 10% That's a pretty decent drop from 40% after the decision was designated to about 10% currently. In some ways, this trend with Fintiv mirrors trends on other discretionary denials. We saw this with cases like General Plastics, which addressed uh, multiple petitions challenging the same patents, and Becton Dickinson, which dealt with 325D denials of arguments that were similar to those previously considered by the office. We see in each of these situations an initial surge of denials that settles out after some time, Uh, in many cases because petitioners adopt different tactics, or the panels of the board uh, start to adjust the manner in which they're assessing cases based on those precedential decisions. We expect this trend to continue, especially with initiatives from the new Patent Office Director that focus on Fintiv and its application.
0: Tim, the Patent Office released its interim procedure for discretionary denials in June of 2022. What do we make of that?
1: So keeping in mind that Fintiv is a presidential opinion, uh, so it is repl- applicable across the PTAB, um, no one factor is dispositive, and it is uh, set up to be a holistic view as to whether a panel will exercise discretion and not institute. Uh, the interim procedure identified three instances in which the PTAB will not deny institution of an IPR or PGR under Fintiv. One, it, when a petition presents compelling evidence of unpatentability. So one of the factors focusing on the merits to the extent that uh, a panel um, assesses that and considers that the petition is very compelling, uh, very strong challenges, that's one reason and, and, and one instance when the PTAB will not deny underfintive. two, uh, a panel will not deny underfintive when the reason for factors one and two regarding Um, time to trial or decision in a parallel proceeding uh, is based on a parallel ITC case. Uh, That was a major criticism from many in the bar uh, that because of the very fast docket at the ITC and the fact that the ITC rarely stays cases, um, that that was always a situation where factors one and two, as Jeff mentioned earlier, would weigh against the petition. Uh, or a petitioner. Um, so with the interim guidance, um, the issue that a parallel ITC case may be proceeding in parallel with a PTAB um, challenge is is now no longer re- reason for denial um, under Finted. And, and three, when a petitioner stipulates that it will not pursue the same challenges that it's pursuing at the PTAB in a parallel district court. Uh, this addresses the issue that came out of Fintiv or was part of the backdrop on Fintiv that there was a chance that you know, the PTAB and the district core, the ITC, would, looking at the same challenges and the same claims, reach inconsistent decisions with a stipulation um, that the particular petitioner uh, will only pursue certain challenges in the PTAB and then other challenges in the parallel litigation that sort of eliminates that, and that's another reason why or another instance when the PTAB will not deny institution uh, under Fintiv.
0: So what other changes did the Patent Office interim procedure contain?
1: So the PTAB will now consider the median time to trial in the parallel district court, again, because ITC, parallel ITC cases will not be an influence for FinTech decision. It will look at the median time to trial and not just the court scheduling order, um, which can go both ways, uh, depending on how the schedule order works out versus how the median time to trial is. And if the PTAB and the district court proceedings are likely to resolve around the same time, Uh, The PTAB will now weigh this factor against a discretionary denial. So in favor of institution, sort of taking away some of the ambiguity of, or even some of the um, gamesmanship as it has been criticized as far as what a district court schedule is going to look like and um, how to sort of deal with the situation when a district court and the PTAB may be close, sort of taking that out of the, the formula and saying those are not reasons
2: for denying institution.
0: Jeff, can we expect anything from Congress on this matter?
2: Yes. In uh, June of 2022, for example, Senator Leahy and others proposed a bill that would expressly prohibit the PTAB from denying institution based on the fintive factors. This bill, called the Patent Trial and Appeal Board Reform Act of 2022, says the Patent Office Director, quote, shall not in any respect consider, end quote, an ongoing civil action or ITC proceeding in deciding whether to institute an IPR or PGR other than certain limited circumstances, like the one-year statutory deadline and the merits of the case. This would, in effect, eliminate the fintive considerations from PTAB practice if it were enacted. Uh, the bill would amend the AIA to require the PTAB to institute if it found a challenge to the claims met the threshold, unless that that challenge was the same or substantially similar to a challenge previously before the office. This bill is similar to an earlier proposal from Senator Leahy in September of 2021 which would have also effectively overridden fintiv, but without the Express Amendment calling out the parallel proceedings. Uh, The 2022 bill, of course, remains pending and may take time to get traction in Congress. It's uncertain if or when this bill will move forward in Congress or whether it will, in fact, do so.
0: So what can patent owners and petitioners expect going forward?
1: Well, with respect to FINTIV, um, as other discretionary denials um, like General Plastics and 325D, the discretionary denial is still a valuable avenue uh, for patent owners, and petitioners and patent owners should be aware of that. However, it's more likely that patent owner success um, for raising issues and challenges to a petition pre-institution and being successful in having a denial uh, at institution are going to come from pointing out the fatal flaws in the petition um, erroneous claim construction missing elements legal deficiencies etc rather than relying heavily on especially a finitive type argument especially in view of the interim guidance from the office Um, as well as the statistics, which bear out the relative decline in successful Fintip denials.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Tim. And thank you, Jeff. You've been listening to a podcast from Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. Our guests have been Finnegan partners, Jeff Totten and Tim McEnulty. For more commentary on intellectual property news, to listen to other podcasts and to receive additional information on the firm please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.